Hello, everybody, and welcome into Upon Further Review, the much ballyhooed nickname that we've come up with for the Sports Day podcast because there was no clear and convincing evidence for anything else. It was a great name, by the way. Uh, it was Kevin Sherrington's name, suggestion, uh, and probably the only one that was... I had, I had like 50 names, and no. mine came in one through 50, <laughs> as opposed to the ones y'all came up with. Whatever. I'm Evan Grant. Kevin Sherrington, the genius behind the name. Upon further review, we may have to come up with another name, I think. All right, we'll so. go with yours, Barry. Three men, Colin, Ballin, and Stalin. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> Barry, Barry Horn, ladies and gentlemen. It was original. It was original. Yeah, no one would claim that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, there has been a lot happening since we last a lot. spoke to all the, the our listeners out there. Uh, where should we start? Let's start with the Major League Baseball draft because that's exciting stuff, right? Scintillating. Now, they picked these guys and now they go away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the. I think the NHL draft is more exciting. Why? Because the names are better. The names are at least you you have a chance of seeing them in your lifetime. <laughs> I, I like the the NHL draft just because the names are from more fun to say. Although. There was a guy on the board last night named Funkhauser. <laughs> was there really? Funkhauser. Now, what a great. Why the, didn't they take him? The Dodgers took him ahead of him. And, wow. And I mean, how great would that be if the Rangers had Funkhauser? Wow. That is great. Yeah. That, that's two that's two inside baseball. Who is Funkhauser from the Larry David show? No, he's a pitcher. Oh, okay. <laughs> the the Rangers, however, drafted Dylan Tate. Dylan Tate of Cal Santa Barbara. He's uh, a gaucho. He's a gaucho. Same school as Michael Young. Uh, do we have any thoughts on this, Barry? You've scouted him extensively. Uh, I hope he can pitch. No, I mean, I mean, he was the first pitcher taken in the draft, which is which is interesting because that puts the pressure on the Rangers because if any of the pitchers who were taken after him in the first round, early in the first round, turn out to be better, then everybody would be pointing fingers at the Rangers. But, uh, you know, he's 21 years old. And uh, he, he's relatively uh, new to new to the to the elite pitching uh, ranks. Yeah, and it wasn't even it wasn't even an afterthought after high school, right? Wasn't even drafted after oh, high right. school. And, and coming out of high school, he was he was he was he's six two, about two hundred pounds now. Coming out of high school, he was six two, about one sixty five. I think what's interesting is he went to Santa Barbara. Uh, it was one of the two schools that, that offered him some degree of scholarship. After his freshman year at Santa Barbara, when he was a, a reliever who didn't pitch much, he went to the Urban Youth Academy in Compton, California, which is one of MLB's big initiatives to try and revive baseball in, in urban settings. And he gave that a lot of credit for for really helping him get repetitions, learn pitching, uh, be able to start to get a real solid work regimen in in terms of, of weightlifting. Uh, and he ends up being, I think there have been, Four, there have been four now first-round picks to come uh, from the MLB Youth Academy, uh, the Urban Youth Academy. He's, he's the top pick. This was his first year starting, though. Uh, he had been a reliever pr- prior to that. The Rangers view him as a starter, and I, don't, I, I think that's the big thing here is that this club views him as a starter because I don't know that you'd want to spend the fourth pick on a guy that you view as a, a late-inning guy. No. no. I think what's interesting about this pick is if you read about him, people believe that he has the, the, the biggest upside of any pitcher in a draft uh, because he, he gets it the 97 now 
and probably has potential for more than that as he fills out a little more. I know this runs against the grain of what you think that the Rangers should do with a top pick. I'm, I hate the word upside. I, I just hate it. And, and it's why I'm, I'm, I'm not a scouting director and why, why Kip Fagg is, is very secure in his position. Is that because your whole life people have had you on the downside? Uh, people have had me right slotted yeah. in. Evan the, has no upside. The mediocrity. I never did. Right in the mediocrity window. I, I, I just feel like in, in the first round, you should you should be looking to make sure you get a double. It's the later rounds where you look for a home run type guy. Well, we're not only talking the first round. We're talking the fourth player taken in the draft. Correct. Yeah. We're also, again, we're talking about the first pitcher taken in the draft too. So you you want you've got to hit a home run. And, well, and it, I, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I think oh, you have you, to hit a home run. I think if you build a team with guys in the first round who are solid contributors, look back at the Rangers record for first round draft picks over the last 10 years no contributions you look back at other teams and they get solid contributors the angels have gotten cj crone (laughs) they got mike trout (laughs) he's a little bit more than a solid contributor the a's got sunny gray uh houston has gotten springer and now correa um uh, Those are top picks. You're talking about right. top, top, top picks. And let's talk about now, to be fair to the Rangers, what they've done when they've had a top 10 pick. What have they done? For the most part, they have hit. Uh, the when Top five, when they've top had top five. Because top, top 10, you get into the Jonathan Johnsons and, uh, right. and, and some of the Monty Ferrises of the world. But top five picks, the last one was Mark Teixeira. Previous to that, Donald Harris, uh, not so much. Eh. Uh, but that then was you the also Frank Thomas draft. The, the the big thing is before that you get Kevin Brown and you get Bobby Witt. And if you could get a Kevin Brown or a Bobby Witt out of the first round every year, and you know Bobby Witt was only a 500 pitcher here, but if you could get Bobby Witt out of he was a 200 inning guy year in, he's and a year serviceable out, player. You that's what you want and a swell guy and a swell guy and a one swell of our all time favorites. And here's the thing I like about Tate. Tate is the biggest of those three guys. Um, so you don't have to project all that much. But he's the he's the rawest of the three guys as well, isn't he? I, I, I well, look, I, I'm very partial to to anybody that comes out of uh, out of playing SEC baseball because I think they play against the best college baseball in the country. And the Vanderbilt program has a if, if you look in the short prism, uh, you look through that, you see Sonny Gray and you see David Price over the past ten years coming out of that program, and, and so going in. That was why I kind of favored if there was a name Carson Fulmer because I think you put some stock into the program that these kids grew up in. But he's a five eleven guy who is a max effort kind of guy. Might, How tall is Sonny Gray? Sonny Gray is 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 only five eleven, but I think there's a lot of thought that Sonny Gray is not as much of a max effort type guy as as, as Carson Fulmer is, and not necessarily uh, going to be as prone to injury. What do you mean by max effort? I don't know. Violent delivery. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, you would not understand Max. Well, effort. what are we, what are we talking not here? What is this inside baseball? <laughs> this isn't the inside baseball. Max effort. Let, let, let's talk English. Ma- max effort is. Uh, <laughs> let's talk English. Max effort. Okay, Say, max means- effort sounds like a guy at Hillcrest High School. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of max effort there. There's All no right. question about it. All right, Barry. It's, it's clear you've grown tired of the draft. Yeah, already. let's move no! on. To the next, uh, so okay. let's move on to something else that happened after but you I, went to I, sleep. But well, I, just, I, just want to, I just want to point out, uh, now in the draft, I think teams are looking, when you draft a college pitcher, they're looking at them being around or in the major leagues sooner rather than later. Uh, so when, when, do you th- when do you think he, if everything turns out, Dylan will be here? Uh, again, I think based on the fact that he was, this is his first year starting, uh, and that he did play in a conference that, that maybe he he hasn't seen the, the elite, elite competition 
maybe you 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 back him up just a little bit. Whereas Chichi Gonzalez is in within two years of the draft, and Luis Ortiz is going to move fast. I, I think maybe this guy, let's say seventeen, early two thousand eighteen, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a, that's optimistic. I, I would be surprised if he was here in three years, maybe four. Well, I, I, I think now that what they're doing, when you pick a guy with the fourth pick in the draft who's a pitcher who's 21 years old, you're looking for him to be here 17 at the latest. I, I, I think there's some, there's some validity to that. But I also, think, I also think that one thing this team is doing, and this is a, a conversation for, for another day, I think this, this, this team is trying to take where, wherever necessary now, take more time and more patience and let guys truly develop instead of rushing them. All right, what else happened last night? Well, okay, so after Barry went to sleep, TCU rained, uh, frog, rained frogs on A&M. On the Aggies. <laughs> I went to sleep. They were up 4-1, and I went to sleep. Yeah, they, they blew it in the they, ninth inning. They blew it in the ninth inning and came back and won in 16 innings. And, and uh, did either one of you see the highlights of how this, this game ended? Did not. I was driving back from Round Rock. Oh, stop with your excuses. Yeah. So, so the game ends with uh, – Ground ball to third base. Third baseman tries to backhand. Tips off his glove. Base runner, the, the third base coach, sends the base runner. The third baseman goes and gets the ball, throws home. The ball would have beat the runner, and then it gets away from the catcher. So it was it, it was a dramatic win. I wouldn't exactly say it was a beautiful ending to the game. But here's the question that I get to all this. TCU is going to the College World Series for the third time in the last six years. Is Jim Sloshnagel... Schlossnagel. 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 I'll never get his name correct when I pronounce it. Is he the best coach in any sport in the Big 12 right now? Wow. That's uh, that's really uh, sticking your neck out there. I, I think certainly he, he – He uh, might not be the best coach at TCU. Who would be the best? Gary the, Patterson? Gary Patterson. Yeah, so, they, they got let's some, also note Barry is wearing a purple shirt today. He's got on his frog shirt. NYU Violets. Oh my God! Wow. No, I, that, that's a that's a that's an interesting question, and I think certainly uh, that TCU has some has some good coaches out there. I, I think Gary, make, I mean, think that uh, Barry makes a great point. Thank you. Yeah, get the, well, that's what? one. <laughs> Gary Gary Patterson. Right you, you know, but how about the whole, the TCU program uh, with the, with the baseball and the football? If they get the basketball raised a little bit, yeah, that's, the that's, whole that's, that's a lot of heavy lifting there with yeah. the baseball and the football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those two. No, you're right. I, I Thank mean, you. They, they do have two, two in a row. They do have they they do have a good thing going there. But I also look at you know the fact that that, that Schlossnagel has gone into a strong baseball conference and has has basically dominated this the conference and dominated a strong region to get to the World Series three times in the last. Well, we didn't. Years. We did not need another SEC team in the uh, at the College World Series. There were there four now: Vanderbilt, LSU, Florida. Georgia? No, Georgia. No, no. see, the, Georgia produces reams and reams of talent. And they all go to Georgia the, State. No, no, no. And the the college baseball programs absolutely suck. I mean, there's the it it's it, it, it it's a terrible, terrible situation in terms of how Georgia and now Georgia Tech actually recruit talent. But that's not that's for that the a- about to start crying. That's <laughs> that's for the Atlantic. That's for Atlantic the Jur- Atlanta Journal podcast. That's oh, for God. Jeff Schultz and Mark Bradley to to, to uh, debate. But. Yeah. I, I, I just when we go back to the whole idea of upside and in versus what you think you're sh- you're going to get, I look at guys like like Schlossnagel and I look at the program that TCU has built and I look at the kids who have come out of there. I look at Vanderbilt, the program that they've built, kids that come out of there. The fact that they play in the College World Series, which quite frankly 
for high school baseball for 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 young amateur baseball players i think probably means more than playing an international competition at this point because they are nobody says i I grew up wanting to play for team usa baseball you know they all want to go to omaha And, and so i think there's a lot of pressure and a lot of drama involved in that i look at those two programs and i look at the lsu program and say i want kids that have come out of there if 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 it's close in terms of talent i'm going to give an edge to those programs i I just want to interrupt you because the fourth sec team is i'm stunned kevin sherrington didn't get the fourth oh it's the hogs it's the hogs arkansas i'm still in a little bit of a daze from my my drive back last night (laughs) you're gonna use that excuse all day i am as a matter of fact maybe for the rest of the week all right okay let's move on to the next segment here because we're trying to even though we are upon further review and it edged out Overtime for a name. We're going to try and come in. What about balling, calling, and stalling? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. Get out in the hauling. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move to this next day, quick segment, Words with Friends. Okay. I'm going to each give you a name or a word, and I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And don't pull some Jerry Seinfeld thing on me, okay? Who are you talking to? Why would I do that? Well, let's start with you first, Barry. Okay. Because you made a good point today, so you win. You I made – thank you. So I'll give you a name and or a word. I'm nervous. Okay. LeBron James. Greatest player in the NBA today. Nobody is close. But you're not going to compare him to Michael Jordan or? or I, no, I'll, I'll compare him to the people he's playing with, and he is the best player. I, Curry is not on the same page as LeBron James. Let's get, let's, let's get that. Let's end that discussion right here. Okay, but one follow-up question. I thought this is one word. But one Move on. One follow-up question. Here's Is LeBron James the best team going? Because he's going to have to win the NBA championship by himself. You, you, that what, you said LeBron James. I'm asking okay. you a question. I think it's possible, as I said on Sports Day on the Air, where I sat next to you yesterday, and you were in a daze. I'll say this. I think they're going to win. I think the team with the best player is going to win. And and I know it's going to win it all. Going to win it all against conventional wind- wisdom. Wyndham. Get get go ahead. William Wyndham. Get on the bandwagon. Get on the bandwagon. <laughs> get on the bandwagon. Can you pick, talk? Pick Golden State. Here, here's the thing about about Cleveland and LeBron James. They are a better team. I don't think you get to talk in this. When, yeah, he, this, he's when out. he gets to cut, when he gets he, to dominate the game, they're better off. What he wants to do is get everybody involved in the game, sometimes to the detriment of the team. When LeBron James takes over a game like he has to do now, I think Cleveland is better off. Okay. okay. All right, Kevin, your turn. Oh, great. Here we go. You ready? Okay. Hope Solo. Barrel roll. Barrel roll? Is that what you said? <laughs> See, Kevin, you He said doesn't know who Hope Solo is. I, no, he doesn't. And and the thing is, he said that he was going to do that right before the show started, regardless of what I gave him. And it, it, it it's not funny. People are dying laughing out there right now. They're dying, all right. They're dying. You, you Hope Solo, what do I care about? Hope Solo, a goalie, yes. And, 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 and why are we even bringing it up or bringing her up? I believe the world championships are being played now. The, and the Women's World and Cup. The Women's World Cup. And let's not, let's not forget that this domestic violence thing has basically turned into a very big cloud over, over the U.S. women's team and, and Hope Solo. Look at him. Can, can you hear the crickets? Wow, he doesn't care. So you care less about women's soccer. You'd rather talk about the minor league baseball minor league draft than Hope Solo. 
Yes. No. Yes, I would. Give me 10 other topics I'd rather talk about. All right, well, then let's go on to something else. Fine. Good. You don't want to talk about that. No. You, you've completely failed me. What's new with the Cowboys running game this week? Oh, they, they've added another uh, a name to the pod here. Yes, Lachey Seastrunk. Lake, that would be. Lachey. Lachey. I think that's his sister. Holy cow. Lachey. I like Lachey. Why don't you go back and talk about Hope Solo some more? He's going he's gonna to set a record for number of teams played for. Uh, yeah, this can't be good. You know, I, I really liked him coming out of college. He's really quick, and, and he looked terrific for Baylor. And, of course, you know, when you got a spread offense like that, it opens up a lot of things. The running backs always look good. But he averaged over seven yards a carry. Uh, I thought he was uh, had a really good shot. He's played for so many teams now. It makes me think that this is this is a reach here. But we'll see. Barry? Well, I'm telling you, and, and I said this yesterday on our television show. I know. I'm giving you the opportunity that you don't have to work that hard. They are going to stuff. look and look and look, and they're going to go through running back after running back after running back. And I'll tell you this. The guy who will lead the team in rushing this year is not on the roster right now. So do you think it's possible? You know, we have talked about this before, that, that sometimes in baseball with a bullpen, you just kind of pull arms out yeah, of Yeah, I think it's exactly what they'll do. And you think that that, that can be pull su- legs. You think that can be successful? I don't know, but I think I don't know if it'll be successful. With I, this line, do you think it can it can work? If you get the right running back, back behind them. But there's so much more you need in a running back. You need somebody to block for Tony Romo. You need somebody to pick up blitzes. That is, that is the key for me. And that's why I think Darren McFadden is going to be the – basically, back. he will start the game at running back. It doesn't mean he will be the leading rusher. It doesn't mean that uh, that he's going to have 1,000 yards. It just means that this team has to keep Tony Romo upright, and I'm not sure that those other guys can do that. And that, that's one of the things that – Can Darren McFadden do. stay upright? Well, I, I, yeah, Is possibly. he hurt? Is he hurt now? Well, he's not going to he's not going to carry the ball, you know, 30 times a game. Right. He's going to carry the ball 15 times a game maybe. So, or 12, you know. So we'll see. I don't know. Mr. Arkansas. Is that your phone going off now, Evan? Yes. Did you who, who, were, who were you called? not instructed to turn your phone off? Who I, called? I, I can't tell you. Are you oh. the guy in Temple who lets his phone go off all the time? Yes, I th- that would be me. In Temple I let it go off all Funerals. the time. Funerals. But only at Temple University. Is, is, is there is, is there is there a bridge there between Sea Strunk and Temple? Is he from Temple? He's from Baylor. No, he's he's from, not. He's not from Temple, Texas? No, he's not. Why would he be from Temple, Texas? I don't know. I thought he was. <laughs> No. All right, we we, we got to get out of here very quick. Last shot right now. Last shot. Your free opinion. My free opinion. Uh, I I went and saw Matt Harrison pitch last night. Uh, didn't go very well. It's one of those things like spring training, you know, where where the, the the guy looks awful and the pitcher comes out and says, "Yeah, I felt pretty good." You know, ball was coming out of my hand well. That was his explanation for it. I certainly hope that's the case. Matt Harrison, uh, one of my all-time favorite Rangers, a very sincere, earnest guy. A terrific guy, and if anybody should make this comeback, it's him. Barry, last as, shot. As, your like to edu- free opinion. I would like to educate both of you. The name of the newest Cowboys offensive lineman is not Lyle Collins. It's, it's not, Lachey. It's not Lyle Collins. It's Lyle Collins. And what does it mean? To God. In what language? Hebrew. I spoke with him about this. And when I spoke to him the other day, he was wearing a T-shirt that said Maven. I said, do you know what that means? He goes, I have no idea. What is a maven, Evan? Certainly none of the, one of the three of us. Oh, it's an aficionado. It's an, it's an expert. It's somebody who knows. An aficionado. So I educated him. I'm implying that. <laughs> That's enough. Go what's, pick up, what's, what's your last shot? My, uh, my last shot. What is my last shot? My last shot is that uh, I, I, 
are we back in the 1970s? And, and I know this was the heyday for you two, but we have had a Triple Crown winner for the first time since the mid-1970s, or the late 1970s, and we had like a mega prize fight for the first time since the mid-1970s, I think. Are we back in the oh, middle? We, we've had. Let's not talk. Let's not talk boxing. We had Hearns Hagler. That was a pretty good fight. That was in the nineteen eighties. Just, I just want to point that out. I covered you. some fights in the eighties too. They were pretty good. You both covered a lot of things in the eighties. We did. We did. As opposed to you. That's right. I was still a young tyke, and I had hair bike back then. But that's another story for another day, and we will be back with you another day. So long for right now. <laughs>